amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This is the Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Biscuit, it's Jimmy from Boston. Biscuit, I really got to give it up to your buddy because that is such a high level of sophisticated bullshit. Talking about this wine is showing well and you got to let it interact with the room. You got to be fucking kidding me is the proper response to that shit, by the way. And Petey, it's like you forgot I was listening or you're just a glutton for my verbal thrashings and abuse. Why else would you show up to Biscuit with the beige camel purse strapped around your shoulder? What are you keeping in that purse, kid? Your balls? Later. Pete and Sebastian show. Back on track, baby. I'm Pete Corielli, and of course, Sebastian Maniscalco. What's up, brother? Oh, good. I feel like we got the momentum back. Yes, we, we got our uh, we got our times. Uh, yes. Although I thought today or this week we we would have been doing another face to face, but uh, which I, I gotta tell you, man, I really enjoyed last week, and I think the listeners did too, and I think they enjoyed the alcohol. Dude, the going to the comedy store is in so many in a lot of ways it's so similar to the comedy cellar in New York City. Just your version, in the sense that, you know, you're clearly going there, you're pulling in, and you're going in to work out, and, you know, maybe say a few hellos, but basically it's work and leave. But, and that's what the seller was to me and to most people, but you could easily also make it a real CNB scene kind of a night, especially the store. I mean, Jesus, that place was a hotbed. Yeah, it was packed that night. There was a lot of activity around the bar outside, a lot of people hanging. We go to the comedy store, and Sebastian's going to go on, right? Now, remember who texted you earlier in the night to say, hey, can you leave my name at the door or leave me some tickets? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> should, we even, should we even get into this? Come on, man. You can't not. If you made me talk about being on a dumb boat and hiding pot under rocks on different islands. And this was so harmless because it yeah, ended yeah, it, it, it ended great. It was funny. Yeah, so, so so go ahead. He's just casually saying, you know, so John Legend called or texted and, and said, you know, hey, can you leave a couple tickets? I'm going to come down and see some comedy. Right, basically? Yeah, yeah he asked me, are you going up tonight? I said, yeah. Now, now let, let, let me give you the, the relationship I have with this man. Um, and, and, and we had talked about this at the, at the, at the store while this was happening. Which this is guy, hilarious. This guy is a major musician. Nine Grammys, on tour. Guy's busy, right? 
this guy is performing in front of five, six thousand people a night, maybe even more than that. He's on a bus, he's doing this and that. He's got a little time in between, spending with his wife, wants to uh, come enjoy some comedy. Now, he texts me and uh, he says, get ticket. I said, yeah, no problem, get your ticket, let me know, put your name at the door. Fine. So he comes in, and I knew he was there. I told you, John Legend's in the crowd tonight. And uh, I do my set, and it came off, and now here's where the etiquette comes in. Yeah. Do you reach back out to him and say, hey, come outside, or is he supposed to text you and go, Hey, where are you at? How, how, how does that work? When I do a show and someone comes, I wait like 15, 20 minutes. If they don't come out, I'm not waiting for the rest of the show to end before they come say, see me. I split. Yeah, no, that's, I think, and, and again, I'm new to some of this uh, celebrity coming to the show. I go to a show, I, you know, I, I'm just going on complete courtesy this is how I think it should be done. So I didn't get any any response, or I I didn't even get any contact at all. I didn't reach out to him. He didn't reach out to me. So we left, right? Yeah. <laughs> now and we I was critiqued like, it. What? And then we critiqued it. And then over, we critiqued Yeah, we beat the shit out of this <laughs> for two hours outside in my backyard, going, "Don't you think?" <laughs> We, I should get a text or something. And I was saying, you know, I, I, you know, I gave him tickets. And you, you were saying that, what do you want? You want a text because you gave him tickets to the comedy store? Like, you couldn't get tickets without you? That's not the thing. It was he came to see the show. I just thought I would have gotten a text that, hey, outside, and say hello, da-da-da, and that's it. So... By the end of this, at 2.30 in the morning, I'm like, I'm taking the number out of the phone book. <laughs> and I remember saying to you, I was like, um, listen, I'm, I, the fact that you left them tickets, I was just saying, you're hopping on the wrong thing. Uh, on a night like that at the comedy store, you know, when it's a bunch of comics going on, you could probably get free tickets if you pay for drinks. Who knows? I'm saying he kind of specifically made it sound clear to me, are you going to be there? Because I'm only coming because I want to see you specifically. So yeah. that, that's why you get the text back. I and mean, well, you didn't get the text back. But, you know, let's not get crazy. I remember at the end of the night, I'm like, you never take a rock and roller's phone number out. You just don't take it out. Absolutely not, man. You First of all, what you do with that number is you not only have it in the phone, you have it written down on a piece of paper and put in a safety deposit the box at the bank. Oh, yeah. Do you ever, once in a while, you got to check it just to make sure it's still the same. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we go to bed, right? I, so sooner I get into bed, I get a text. Hey, great job tonight. Sorry we didn't get a chance to say hello. Nice. Hilarious, dude, because don't you remember? I'm crashed went down the hall in the yeah. guest room. All of a sudden, I get a text. I open it up. It's from you down the hall, and all it says is class, and then it forwards what he wrote. And then I wrote, perfect. Now we can talk about it on the cast. 
John Legend coming oh, through with coming class. Coming through, yeah. yeah. No, thanks for coming out. Uh, it was a good night, man. It was a good night. Good to see you. And again, told Lana, be, you know, after you left, I said, it's a shame. It's a shame the guy's living in uh, Fredonia and not down the street where we could grab a couple beers, maybe a dinner. I mean, uh, I would even think by now, if you still lived here, you and Jackie, we might be even planning some vacations together. I, I You know what? I, I really think you might be right. It was great, man. I think you should maybe make some uh, more more trips out here. Well, listen, man, I'm trying to make that be a, a reason to be out here. But, you know, while we're on the subject of John Legend, not so much him, but rock and roll stars, this is very interesting. Did you happen to catch this? I read about one of my favorite singers, Adam Duritz, all right, the lead singer at Accounting Crows. Mm-hmm. So he just turned 50, right? And he just, I guess, he hasn't, he's made their, made their first album in six years. Because he was diagnosed, I'm sorry I'm a little tongue-in-cheek here, but um, it's called depersonalization disorder, all right? And he had to take medication for it. Oh, I think I got that. Do you know what it is? No, but it sounds like something I would come down with. <laughs> this sounds is, like he doesn't like people. No, this is, it's, this is exactly what it is. It makes you think you're imagining things and nothing is real, all right? So basically, you, he says you're looking at your life, you have a constant out-of-body experience, and, and nothing, you can't compartmentalize anything, nothing seems to be real to you, right? So, now, it's, dude, that's just hilarious to me, because the only people that could ever get that disease are fucking rock and roll stars, you understand? Yeah, no. You fucked you half the cast of Friends. I wouldn't believe that was happening either, all right? <laughs> I mean, Jesus, why don't, you, why don't you go play Toledo Funny Bone Thursday through, uh, through October, <laughs> and then see if you have an out-of-body... Can you not believe that's happening? Holy shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, what's it called again? Depersonalization dreams? De Depersonalization disorder. And oh. as he says it, it makes you think you're imagining things and nothing is real. Yeah. Yes. Boy, oh boy. Man. Must be nice. Must be nice to have that. I think they're making up things, man. The more and more I look around, the more and more I think, come on, man, with these all these disorders, someone's got, every time you turn on the news, someone's got something, and if you had it, would you tell anybody? I know, right? This depersonalization disorder, that's usually when you look and you go, wow, dude, it was fucking surreal. That's it. That's all you said. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't believe it was happening. You couldn't believe you were there. You didn't, it wasn't a disorder. You didn't need drugs. You didn't go six years without making an album. Yeah. So that's oh, why he man. was six years uh, non-existent, because he was dealing with this thing? Yeah, dude, after your new special comes out, let's say you decide to take three years to really, you know, maybe focus on TV show or something else. You, gotta, you can't just say you took time off. You got you to gotta say something like, I had spots on my tongue, <laughs> and I couldn't. Remember when you had that, bro? That oh, was... with the white, the, yeah. The, it's called <laughs> geographic, geographic tongue. When you open up your tongue and your tongue looks like the map of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's truly what it's called? It's called geographic tongue. Look it up. Uh, nobody knows the reason why people get it. I thought it was stress and maybe diet-induced. Uh, diet so when I went to the doctor, I stuck out my tongue and he goes oh yeah that's geographic tongue and why they call it that is because your mouth basically looks like the uh, like a globe. Oh man. 
See, so. now if I didn't know you had had that, if, if like Adam Dorward said he had that, geographic tongue, couldn't sing for six years, I'd be like, here's a guy who couldn't write a good song and he has to blame it on his tongue. No, well, if you went to go check out the geographic tongue and I told people I couldn't write comedy because I had a tongue disorder and you went to check it out, go check it out when you go online. I'm sure we're going to get some uh, tweets on geographic tongue now. But yeah, I had that for about three days. It, it came and went. And that was the end of that. But uh, if you had to come up with a disorder, what disorder would you come up with to say why you were off the off the map for a while? Do you have like a made up something that would would really fit you, where people would go, "Oh, that's why he's like that." No, I mean nothing. Nothing that that doesn't exist. I would definitely go with something that exists. Why? Like you, you think you could make up a disorder? Maybe. Yeah, I'm telling you. Can you make up a disorder of what you possibly might come down with if you say, "Man, I, I've been out of the scene for five years. I got to make up an excuse of why I, I was uh, wasn't out there." And you come up with, uh, you know, Pete's pox or something. Right. Right. Man. Something I don't know. I think I, I I don't know. I maybe maybe uh, the closest thing for me, honestly, it would be maybe something called surface nose. A called surface nose, and what that is is right now, Jackie knows I'm addicted to it. From time to time, more often than not, I get little nose hairs coming out of my nose. All right, not the hole, like the top of my nose. You know? Yeah. Like, Right? Yeah, yeah. So I got to get them with tweezers. And sometimes I'll go two, three days where I rub my finger and there's nothing there. And then I wake up the fourth day and there's like four. That's so maybe weird. like surface nose is where it gets really bad in you. And you start to have a nose like a dog with fur. <laughs> oh, it's just... You oh, that's somebody a spot you like TMZ, get a photo of you coming out of a coffee place and, and your, your nose is covered with hair. Oh, if I have a beard with that nose, I look like Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I'm, that's shit. my made up. That's the closest thing I can think of. Man. All right, surface nose. Uh, you though, I don't know, man. There's a lot of things I might have right now. I don't even know. Muscle disintegration. I know what that's from. No. Too many back rubs. They oh, literally rub yeah. your muscles to death. They just <laughs> keep. It's like silly putty. If you actually rub it enough, it will not stick anymore. <laughs> Yeah, 33% of my muscle mass has been massaged out of my body. <laughs> On a good day, a geisha could kick your ass. <laughs> uh, so, I by the way, I think it's a geisha. Bro, you, I read bro, the book. I, I read the, the book. Memoirs of a geisha, man. What are you talking about? I don't know where you get the pronunciation of half of this stuff. Geisha, du, what was the other? Duvet? It's a, uh, what was it? Uh, the duvet. Boudet, I, I, a boudet. A boudet, yeah, a boudet. I don't know. Yeah, bro. yeah, man. So, bum, you know, by the way, uh, what has been going on in your life in the course of a week that you forgot yeah. about the... So, yeah, I forgot about what's going on. I had, uh, I had a buddy come in. Uh, he stayed here two nights. <coughs> oh, Bless you. Me, oh, this man. is probably why I got a balcony text. Well, let me explain the balcony text. And uh, actually, I'll rewind. That's about four days ago. I was uh, at my sister's house, and I got a call from the alarm company that my alarm was going off. And they tell me where the location was, and it was upsta upstairs on the second floor. 
and it was a door. But I'm thinking you'd have to climb the front of the house to get to where that location is. And it just sounded like, eh, I don't think anything, it must have been unlocked and the wind blew it open. Because we've had some false alarms in the past, and unbeknownst to us, we were supposed to be registered with the city uh, in case of a false alarm. Because if you're not registered with the city, you get smacked with a $250 fine if it's a false alarm. So I didn't know if we were registered with the city, so I didn't want another $250. So I go, you know what, I don't think anything's wrong over there, but uh, I'm going to go check it out myself. So... I left my sisters, I came home. The upstairs door, wide open. Whoa. Which is frightening. I don't know if you've ever come home and seen maybe a window open or a door open. Has yeah. that ever happened to you? Yeah, you try to remember if you left it open. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking up there and I'm going, what the... I, I, it's not that windy where the door should be that wide open. So I go into the house... And I start talking to myself out loud, but like what I'm like, like I'm with people. Oh, that's a good move. So I go, yeah, no, I was going, and I'm doing this to myself. Is this all to save two fifty? You're risking your life for two fifty? Absolutely. <laughs> I'd rather get shot in the head than pay another two hundred fifty dollar fine. So I'm talking to myself throughout the house, and as I'm going and I'm talking. I'm checking certain, you know, closet behind doors, looking at play, the garage. I look to see if anything was taken. Nothing looks like it's taken, nothing. Upstairs I go, everything's fine. So I think it it blew open. But a lot of me and Lana really don't go in that room. So that's why I text you, did you go in that room? That's where you slept and might have gone outside and whatever, got a breath of fresh air and then came in and just forgot to lock the door. That's that's why you got the did you lock the door text. That's all. Right. So that was frightening. Right. And then a buddy came and uh, he's... Sp- now, I don't know. When people come and you had your buddy come and to visit you with his wife, I feel... Because my buddies think uh, in Chicago, they think Los Angeles is boring. Oh really? Yeah, they don't. They don't particularly like it out here. They're like, oh, "What are we gonna do? You know, we're we gonna go go on the the." Because I took them to the Saddle Ranch. Saddle Ranch. What? Saddle Ranch. That's the thing with the uh, with the mechanical bull, right? Oh. Okay, you took that's a bar in L.A. with yeah. a mechanical bull you can ride. Yeah, it, I took them back in '99 because that was the only place I really could get into back then. And it was like, you know, whatever the place to go. So I took my buddies there. They didn't particularly like it. So now they think Los Angeles is about riding a bull. <laughs> so they don't want to come back out here. So anyway, I said, Steve, he, he was coming out here uh, for business in San Francisco. I said, why don't you come, you know, spend a weekend, you know, two days with me and whatever. So I feel like pressure when people come out here. To like step it up a notch because I I think they think L A is like they're gonna be going to like Oscar parties and stuff like that. It ain't like that. No, but this it but staying at your house is still a very great L A experience. You're not going to an Oscar party, but you're down the block from Melrose, real close to all that cool shops and window shopping in Beverly Hills, plus the pool. It's 
you know, you got to embrace what L.A. is about. You can't, I mean, even when I used to first come from New York, I would take cabs to the bar so I could drink my beer. And then I'd call another cab to another bar trying to keep it in New York. You can't <laughs> fight it. You got to do what they do where you're going, man. Yeah, so we just went out a couple places to dinner. I took them uh, to my friend, had a party. Went to a party last yesterday. He has a beach house. It's by the beach. And he had a party. And, uh, yeah, nice guy. He's a friend of mine. But, uh, wow. Yeah, show up to a party. You got to have food out. You have to have chips, salsa. Something needs to be out. Like, I shouldn't be doing head whips looking around the place for snacks. What kind of party was it? Was it just bring over some beer and we're going to hang out or... I hear it was a barbecue, beach, beach barbecue. All right, so so he barbecued for you though. Yeah, I left before the barbecue even started. I had to take my buddy back to the airport, but we stayed for about an hour. And uh, I just, I don't know, man. I, I gotta have a little food. No, I hear you, but let me get back to your friend staying at your place, okay? Yeah. So did he stay two nights? Two nights. Okay. Now. This isn't even about your friend as much as, like, I like to, like, when I stay, I used to stay at my in-laws. Let's say I was staying for a weekend. We'd have a couple of things planned, but other than that, go as you please, come as you please. Maybe I'd sit on the porch for a little while and read the magazine or read the paper. Maybe I'd throw the ball to the dog in the back. But I like an open schedule, and I like when someone just gives me this sort of, just roam my house, mi casa su casa, right? Now, when people come to visit me, though, I feel like they want an agenda. They don't want that. If I just say, just kind of hang out, they look at me like, what the fuck? I came to visit you. I'm not just going to read a book on your porch. Now, where do you stand with all that? Like, did you wrap your friend up with a full agenda from, from breakfast to lunch to dinner, or did you give him some time to... Go do his own thing or what? No, I felt like I had to have something planned. Although I didn't. But I felt the pressure of having things to do. Like, uh, you know, when I picked him up, we came back here. We spent some time by the pool, just relaxed, and had a couple of beers. And then uh, that night, took him to the comedy store. And then we went late night to Dantana's to get a little Italian food. Next day, we woke up. Took him to breakfast down by the beach in Santa Monica. At a, at a Santa Monica at a place called Shutters by the beach. It's a hotel. All right, all right. I'm with everything so far, but if I was visiting at this point, nice breakfast. Now I'm getting back in your car going, man, I could really use a couple of hours to myself. It's been intense. It's been intense. So what are we doing after Shutters? What happened then? Shutters went to the, went to the barbecue. Stayed at the barbecue a little bit. And... Um, Came, came back. I, I see. We got this. Is an edit. <laughs> Why? <laughs> this is an edit because I just got caught up in something I said earlier because I didn't know if the guy that I went to the barbecue was going to be listening. So we didn't really have to take him to the airport. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> You, so a guy who listens to our cast is getting busted because he didn't have some celery sticks. Woo-hoo, all right, no edits, man, come on. All right, so... So you left early because there was no food. No, I'm right. sitting there doing that story, and I'm going, oh, shit, I'm getting caught up here. 
Uh, on, that's fine, dude. Uh, listen, we left because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Party sucked. <laughs> Here we go. Party sucked. Hey, and, listen, it uh, happens. We man. left, happens. and I figured if this guy is only in town for a small amount of time, that I didn't want to spend a lot of time at the party just because I felt like. You know, he's only here two days. Let's do some other stuff. If the party was great and there was a lot of people there, we and I, maybe we came early. Bottom line, I said, I got to get the hell out of here. And Fair I, enough. I, and, and while we're at it, forget the beach, this beach lifestyle. You're going to put me on the beach. You put me in a home right off the ocean where I could see the ocean, sand. If I want to go there, it's there. I don't, I, I don't, yeah. this, this beachy flip-flop, go down the, the, the street and have breakfast and there's sand on the floor, I'm not into it, I'm sorry. Just tents, coolers. Tents, uh, come on, too uh, much. Yeah, no, they, they bring, they bring a full, uh, like, four poles, you stick in the sand, they got this shaded area, they got... I think Ridiculous. I saw one person with carpeting. I mean, what uh, are you doing? <laughs> Ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. Right? And and some of the people that go to the beach, I'm sorry to say this, get some bathing suits that, that are bathing suits. I, I can't take this. Have you ever went to the ocean with your shirt on? Oh, my God. And, and the cut-offs and, and yeah, jeans. jeans. Oh. I got I had cut off jeans with a belt. God, take the leather belt <laughs> off in the water. Uh, I'm sorry. I know, man. These people, some, they're going in the water in outfits that, like, I wouldn't even go in. If someone was drowning and I was saving them, I'd still take off my belt and pants as I'm running towards the fucking water. <laughs> right? Go in in just my underwear. Dude. It's just, it, is it so bad for a, for a president to just come on and just say, listen, man, you guys at the airports and at the beaches, you need to dress nicer. You need to show more respect for yourselves and for this country. Um, yeah. Is that got to come from the president? Does he have to make a weekly address? It's just called the etiquette, the etiquette hour. I th he's the only one that anyone. He's like a parent, to, uh, you know. I mean, I don't. I don't know who else can come on and tell these people. Yeah, just come out. Come out and go. Listen, uh, you know, this week we need to concentrate on uh, beach wear, beach wardrobe. Have a guy come out and go. This is how you should probably kind of dress at the beach, and uh, have a woman come out and you know, just give examples. And if we do this once a week and we pick one topic. Like, we could even do it on our show. I mean, why don't we... And I know we always come up with these ideas, but we never follow through. So but let's, let's do this right now with the beach. Right now, for example, okay? Okay. You're, you're an overweight man, all right? And let's say you got a situation where you're embarrassed by your upper body. All right. You, okay. <laughs> I'm saying, why not get one of these giant button shirts... You know, with the short sleeve, summer shirt, almost like a Hawaiian shirt. You know, you loosely button it. Then when you walk down in your big bathing suit and your Hawaiian shirt, once you reach the water, 
you just unbutton it and give it a light toss right off to the side. <laughs> and you go in like the beached whale that you are. No embarrassment. No embarrassment. Everyone has a right to cool off. And when you come out, you, sh you know, shake dry real quick. Put that on and just casually button it as you make your way back to your blanket. Right, bro? Going in ACDC concert fucking t-shirts. Okay, but I'm, I'm going to take the other flip side of this. The, I'm going to be the fat guy, and I'm going to say, you know what? what? What does it matter? What does it matter? What I go into the water with. I ain't bothering you. If I want to go in with an ACDC shirt, I'll go in with... What does it matter to you? Uh, you know, it's like... That's like saying, what does it matter to me if you throw litter on the ground or if you don't mow your lawn? It's just unpleasant to look at. Let's all give each other something a little nicer to look at. Bro, I was looking at old photos recently from Atlantic City back in the day. In the 1800s, men used to go to the beach in fucking suits. Not bathing suits. Suits. With hats. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we need to get back to some stylish swimwear. Mainly for men. I see the little women. You know, they, they, they got either a bikini on or a one-piece. But you could decorate that nice, too. But I'm talking mainly male swimwear with these wife beaters, these jeans... And then they got these silly hats and whatnot. It's just like, come on, man. Get yourself a nice swim trunk. And another thing, I never was into this, and maybe you're that type of guy. What's with the putting on the sunscreen on the nose and letting that just show white? What is that? You do that? Nah, dude. I'm Italian. I don't even use sunscreen. What are you talking I about? I know. I could go to Mars. I wouldn't even fucking use sunscreen. I know. They got the people. Oh, and, and, and listen. With the kid, the kids, the way they're putting sunscreen on these kids, it, they, they would make a black kid look white with the sunscreen that they got on them. It, rub it in. <laughs> yeah, no. We rub it in, but we put it on too, man. You got to put it on good. Um, the sun on the nose, though, the, isn't that like a, it's a look, man. It's like a Beach Boys look, Spicoli, man. It's a surfer look. Oh, that that's an actual look. That, that's, that's, a, that's a style? I think so. Again, let's talk about the area in which you sit down at the beach, the blanket area. I see the amount of food people are bringing to the beach. How hungry can you get? Laying out in the sun. Cheetos. Yeah. Salsa. <laughs> what the... And these are these big bags. They're not even like these little mini bags that you would possibly get in your lunch when you were a kid. We're talking <laughs> big grab bags they're whipping out. Oh, yeah. They bring enough food to stay for two, three days, man. <laughs> yeah. And they always seem to... Like the blanket, I'm like, why do I feel like... That kept you warm last night. Oh, it's right? not a blank. It's bed sheets. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, pulled not, no beach blanket pulled right from their beds. <laughs> I almost rather bring stuff to the beach, and maybe we could make this uh, a product. Disposable beach equipment where you just leave it. Like, you, you just leave the blanket, you leave the umbrella. Whatever you bring there, you leave. I like it. Biodegradable. Bio, it just blends into the sand <laughs> after a while. 
<laughs> oh, little little uh, little news flash here. JJ Watt is a fan of the show. We got to send out. Uh, we got to send out our congratulation on a hundred million dollar contract. I mean, come on, man! Wow, hundred million! Holy shit! Yeah, hundred million dollars. Uh, I'm reading online. Uh, Fifty one of that, I believe, is guaranteed. This guy's got to be jumping up. I mean, like when you get that contract, are you? What are you doing? I mean, what's the first thing this guy does? Oh, man. Well, I... I practice. <laughs> <laughs> but, damn, that's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, that's a nice little uh, chunk of money. So, congratulations to him. I know this guy works his ass off, believe me. This guy's work, I think, is beyond belief, and he deserves every penny. And for those of you people that uh, don't think people deserve the money that they get... Maybe you should worry about yourself. And that's what I have to say in regards to NFL contracts. Wow, that was heavy. That was heavy. <laughs> well, listen, while we're giving out kudos, I had to save my ticket. Because I would like to say, um, if anybody today, September 2nd, was on the 830 American Airlines Flight 1192 from Chicago to LAX, I just want to say from the front of the plane to the back of the plane the behavior was flawless wow. i was never on a plane filled with so much class unbelievable people could have heard a pin drop the whole flight politeness no one brought on more than their allowance of bags everybody waited till their zone was called the bathroom doors were kept closed and kept clean the flight attendants were pleasant but not overly in your face they didn't even do that what is this? Whenever you go to LA, the last hour before you land, they come around with one more glass of water. What? What is that? I hate that move. They didn't do that on this plane. I was so happy. I don't even know why they're coming down with water to begin with. I mean, if I want a glass of water, I go. I'll go get the damn thing. I, the last hour of any flight, for that matter. Why are we packing up? And, and putting our, our trade tables and packing up the computer, this and that, an hour before we land. Shouldn't this be done five minutes before the landing? It could be done after they ring the bell because by the time you get out of your seat, unless you're in the front first class seat, it's going to be a good 15 minutes. Yeah, then they shut down your computer. And I go, well, how long do we got? We got another hour to go. I go, well, what the hell am I going to do for another hour? Because then you got to go to the reading material. Then you got to go start looking oh. in, the, in, in the pouch to see yeah. what they got in the pouch. Forget it. By the way, they had in the pouch today on the cover was Morgan Freeman and uh, an article about his career and his life. And, you know, the guy's amazing, one of the best doctors ever. However, on the cover of the magazine, he's got a gold loop earring. And I'm wondering, um, do you think there's a cutoff for a man at a certain age where the where earring starts to get ridiculous? Yeah, I think after 25, you lose the earring. After 25. I 25. mean, if you're a rocker, maybe I'll give you into your 30s. But, I mean, come on. What are you doing, man? He lives out on a farm in Mississippi. He's a classy actor, a classy guy. What are you doing with the loop earring? What are you trying to be? trying to be Samuel Jackson? Yeah, yeah take it off. Take, take, you're a senior citizen. You shouldn't have a damn piercing in your body as far as I'm concerned. No, I agree. I agree. Bye.
And now, a moment with the crowd. Watch how quickly a simple question can lead to a full-blown town hall meeting. What do you got, bro? I got a 2001 Jeep Wrangler. What are you driving? You got a Caddy, huh? Oh, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know that much about Cadillacs. Old cars. A Cadillac what? CTSV. CTSV? What is that? Why are you saying, huh? It's a Corvette in Cadillac clothes. It's a Corvette what? In Cadillac clothes. It's a Corvette in Cadillac clothes. Yep. Does that mean it's a good car or a cheesy car or what? I like it. You like it. What? It sucks. It sucks? It's a fucking Mercedes guy. That's a Mercedes guy. I'm learning so much right now. Right? Are you driving a lemon, bro? Is that what I mean? Why would he trade it in, man? He loves it. It's terrible. No, it's got a big glove compartment for the hand job, right, bro? <laughs> what do you call it? A wax or a gel? A wax. A wax. A wax. What? That's a wax. That's a wax. Poke your eye out if you come in a long way on that. Right? That's right. I'm away. I hear you. You look sharp, bro. Do you know that guy? I know him. Do you, why are you sitting so far away from him? I fired him. You fired him? Listen, listen, I'm interested in this, but if you're lying to me, don't fuck around. Did you know this guy? Did he work for you, and did you fire him? I think I know him, and I did fire him. Get this man a shot. Hold on. Did you work for this guy? Dustin. sit on the bull, you better be prepared to ride it. This has been another moment with the crowd. Uh, so, bro, had a, my neighbor didn't like the way he was treating his dog. I had to go over and speak to him. Wait, 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 you didn't like the way the neighbor was treating their own animal? I know. Isn't that unbelievable? I mean, just hearing it come out of my mouth, without hearing anything else, if you're a listener, you're thinking, Coriella, you're an asshole, right? Oh, no. I, I, uh, I'm on board with this. All right. Well, it had to be done. I mean, he's a single guy, and he's got this dog that's got to be 117 years old. I mean, it could, it's, it could barely walk, man, right? Yeah. 
and uh, he's got a little fenced-in area in his backyard. It's like a little chicken coop. It's it's big enough, man, but it's like just chicken wire, not too high. And I got a fence now, but he puts the dog out there. <coughs> and Jackie's telling me she's like, you know, he puts the dog out there at like two at night, at two in the afternoon. And then he's going to the bar, and then he's working till you know two, three in the morning. And the dog, she goes, it's just laying there, just laying on the grass outside. With no one around, Sarah and I, and I come home, and man, I couldn't believe it. It's like 2.30 in the morning, it's cold, wet, dewy night, and the dog is still just laying there. Jeez. Right? I got a problem with this. And whenever we go to feed it, the dog is lapping up the food, and we're petting it, and all this kind of shit, you know? So, yesterday, yesterday morning... Uh, I get up early, you know, Sadie, uh, you know, she's playing in the living room, Jackie's still sleeping. <clears throat> then he comes out, you know, and I go over there, and I go, hey, how you doing? I introduce myself, and I go, listen, man, I, I gotta tell you, your dog, I mean, I, I don't know what you're doing, man. You're leaving it all night long, the dog is barking, it's hungry, it's alone. I mean, I know right now you're gritting your teeth looking at me like I'm the biggest asshole you've ever had to deal with. And he goes, no, no, I'm not, I'm not thinking that, I'm not thinking that. And I go, you know, it's just, and he goes, well, you know, I didn't know the dog was barking. I really, you know, I didn't know. And I go, honestly, it's fucking not barking. It was just my excuse to come over here. And I got to tell you, I can't, I can't take it, man. The dog is laying out here all night long. Uh, well, my daughter and I come over here, we're feeding it, we're petting it. You know, it's why, why wouldn't you just let it inside the house and just, like, put the TV on or just give it something? Yeah. And he goes, the dog's deaf. It wouldn't hear the TV anyway. I go, I think just seeing something. And he, and he goes, watch. And he claps like that. Fucking dog gets up and comes over to us. And, then, <laughs> and, the, and the guy goes, all right, I'll let it inside. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, no, really. Bravo on your end, man. Sway to stick up for... For the animal. <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong. If it was a cat, I'd be like, hey, listen, let it fry. What do I... No, I'm only kidding. Yeah, no, the cat, forget it. The cat, forget it. Meow, 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 meow. Yeah, most people wouldn't do that. You know, it's funny. If, if, if there's an animal involved and it's being mistreated, I think humans definitely got to get involved. But how do you feel about this? I went to the gym today on my scooter, and I and I have a helmet which is too big for my head, it, and I should probably get a better helmet. So I just throw the helmet on because it's the law in California that you have to ride a motorcycle, a moped, with a helmet. So I just throw it on for law purposes, not particularly for safety. Right, just to keep from getting pulled over because yeah. you don't have a license. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't strap it, really. The strap lays loose. So I park the, the moped, and I'm getting off. I still got the helmet on. Guy comes up to me and goes, excuse me, you should really tighten that strap so your helmet doesn't fall off. No. <laughs> I got angry. Inside. Inside, I got angry. So I go, oh, thanks. You know, I just, you know. He's like, yeah, you know, that, that really could fall off and you could have real bad head damage if that fell off in an accident. And he left. And I, right away, I'm sweating that this guy <laughs> came up to me to tell me how to wear my helmet. So Lano's in the gym. I came up, I go, oh, fucking guy outside <laughs> told me to put my, my, my helmet on tighter so it don't fall off. 
What? And I go, what an asshole, huh? She goes, why, why, why do you say that? He was, he was trying to help you out. Well, let me try to help me out. Would you do that to anybody? <laughs> oh my God! Am I off on this? I I find it to be um, a little condescending. What am I six? Am I six year old? Am I licking a lollipop guy? Yeah. I wear a helmet to wear. I want to wear it. Don't worry about what I do. And by the way, I don't fucking fall off mopeds. Yeah. Okay, take a I, walk, as I, you would say. Yeah. I take a walk. I felt. That it was a little condescending. I felt like he came up to me with this little attitude, and he's going to teach me how to put the helmet. Hey, kick, kick your latte and keep walking down the street, guy. All right? It's condescending. Even yeah. at all rage, ever have someone say, buckle up? Don't eat, don't. I buckle up when I want to buckle up. <laughs> that's a say, tighten your chin strap. I mean, that's an expression. <laughs> that's an expression. Tighten your chin strap, Jimmy. <laughs> Take a walk. Oh, man. oh, yeah. The buckle up thing gets me too. You want to buckle up? It's like, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take the risk here. I, I just don't see what, like, what your life is so boring that you're concerned about my head. Yeah. If, if I saw a guy with a loose chin strap on and a cockeyed helmet, I'd turn the lot and I go, look at this asshole. With the with the loose helmet on, I wouldn't go up and tell him he had a loose helmet on. Of course not. Maybe no. you would even be thinking, ah, guy probably threw the helmet on because of the law. It's probably like me. Yeah. If I hey, listen, man, I ride the the moped. If I fall off the moped, I, I'm I got nothing. I got shorts on and a t-shirt. I ain't riding in full leather. So. No. Right? Of course not. What are you? Ugh, come on. What do you think man. I'm gonna do? You get a full leather jacket on and leather pants to ride a moped around town? I got a bike once at a hotel I was staying at. They had bikes. They wouldn't let me take the bike with the. They gave me the helmet. I'm like, I'm good. Well, you can't rent the bike without the helmet. I'm like, all right. I had to fucking mm. put the bike in the lobby, take the damn helmet up, put it in my room, and then come back down and ride the bike. That's uh You think you think you got? I'm not wearing a helmet. I don't do helmets. I just I don't, don't. They look terrible. They, they look, look terrible. Uh, listen, I'm at, at the point where I'm thinking of taking a, a ride on a moped without my shirt. Oh, if there ever was an edit on this show, it was so <laughs> magical. What are you? You're, you're, you are getting too comfortable on that moped. Oh, you, I'm telling you, man. It's listen. That's great. The wind is just it. Get a nice tan. Is that what it's about? What is it about specifically that makes you want to take your shirt off on a moped? I'm just saying I barely wear anything. Uh, I'm wearing workout clothes on it. I'm, I'm, That's fine, but why Why would you want to now go even lighter? Why? To, what's I'm the, just saying. In a, <laughs> I, I'm one step away from ripping the shirt off. <laughs> I know, but I'm trying That's to. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Shirtless uh, why moped. don't you get a better helmet, though, man? If you're really liking this thing, why don't you just get a proper helmet? I do have a proper helmet, but is it? I don't fit. It don't fit anymore. It fit at one once upon a time, and I was going to ask you: Is can your head gain weight? Like your actual head? I, that's a Google that shit. I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe other than a a bang where it swells or something, could your head just grow after it stops growing to its full size? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Can your head grow? I guess that's my question, and I'm going to type that in right now. Can your head grow? 
So I'm your helmet is too tight now. It's tight. Uh, it. This is a first. It's. It hasn't. It, it, it's not even coming up on Google. It's not. They don't even. Can your skull? Oh, grow? here we go. Does your head grow? Uh, does your skull grow as you get older? Here we go. Uh, uh, we're getting, uh, your friends, right? The bones in the skeleton are not completely solid until the age of 21, allowing them to stretch as your body grows. And when you're 21, they all lock. So apparently they lock when you're 21. So I don't know what's going on with my head. I don't know, man. You got more hair? You going with a thicker head, dude, these no, days? No, no. If anything, the hair is thinning. Uh, I'm, a, I'm about a good six years away from losing all my hair. So I got to get on TV. I can't go bald on TV. Can you? Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? You really feel that way, that you're six years away? Uh, I don't know. My widow's peak over the last year has really been predominant. Really? Oh yeah. Um, I believe me. I was on Propecia for six years. What? That's like a hair growing thing. Yeah, hair grow. And I got off it about two years ago. And uh, I think it's. Uh, I don't know. I hope. Knock on wood. Knock on wood, man. What are you gonna? Uh, what do you? What do you think in long term, man? You thinking? Uh, hair transplant. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't. My head is. I tell you, my head's too big to go bald. Can't do it. So why don't you just start doing that subtly so no one even knows, man? So, like, it just looks like nothing ever happened. Can't you do it that way? I don't know. With all the stuff that I go do, I just, that's another thing. I got to go, I got to go get a, my nails done, a facial, and then a, a hair treatment. Come on. How, what, how, how much stuff are you going to do? Well, when you say you, you got to get on TV soon, let's hypothetically say you do have a show soon and you become a big star. Then would you be more inclined to maybe go the Stanley Tucci route? Women find him extremely sexy. I don't. He's got the head for it. I don't have the head for it. My head's too big to go bald. I'm telling I, you. I'd be all head. You'd be looking at a head. I, I really feel like God only lets men lose their hair that he knows can emotionally handle it. <laughs> 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 oh God! <laughs> Joan Rivers, man, let's all oh, say a prayer for Joan. Pray. Let's let's get on a knee, and and Absolutely. I gotta tell you, I am I am literally on a knee. I'm gonna say that one of my heroes. Yeah, that's terrible. I don't know what happened as far as the surgery or whatnot, but I, I saw in some comments of people being really nasty. It's like, do, 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 do people have to go and comment and leave? really bad things about people for themselves to be okay how does this work with people where's this anger coming from well i i read somewhere recently where they're talking about trying to make it more where people can't leave any kind of comments without you knowing who they are oh is that right that's a good idea <clears throat> yeah it would be but like yeah, I mean, Joan Rivers is a comedy legend, man. I mean, the woman, you know, is, is, is on a deathbed. What's there to be mean about? I don't know. Yeah, think... terrible. Terrible with people. Now, did you ever say. meet her? No, you? I did, but <clears throat> I was. it was not through comedy. I was working front desk at a hotel, and uh, I went out to uh, the front to have a cigarette, and she was coming out of the restaurant right there, and she was waiting for a cab, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm such a huge fan, and... Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, sweetheart. With her shawl, with her like fur shawl, and just all fucking superstar, baby. Real nice, but just superstar. 
Nice. Yeah, I yeah. heard she's a she's a sweetheart. I mean, if you met her, and she's very very nice. And my our prayers go out to uh, to her family in this uh, terrible time. So um, we're running out of legends to meet, man. Like Bob Newhart is he's Bob Newhart's playing somewhere near my town, like uh, a few towns away at some casino or something. I don't even think I'm going to be in town, but like I wonder if I was in town, if somehow through you know, UTA or something, someone could get me a meet and greet with Newhart. Oh, yeah, you could get it. I don't know. What, what, Newhart's probably like, who, what? He's a legend, man. I just say, listen, if you, if you were Newhart and they said, listen, <coughs> you got a guy out in the lobby, he's a comedian, been doing it for 20 years, very successful, love to meet you. Wouldn't you say, yeah, hey, bring him back. I, no. I can't, I can't rely on, it has to be set up before I even go there. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I the meet and I, greet is set up before. Okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, but I don't know. I don't know if I can make that happen. But who have you met any like legends? Like, did you ever, did you ever physically see or meet Richard Pryor? Never Richard Pryor. Uh, I've met George <clears throat> Carlin at the Comedy Magic Club. Awesome. Never met or saw him. That must have been awesome. And I actually heard him rehearsing. One of his um, bits, you know, sometimes he got into a bit where he would say a lot of things back to back to back to back. It'd be like a list of comedy. Yeah. And he was rehearsing that out loud in the uh, green room at the Comedy Magic Club. Had a chance to meet him. And I met Don Rickles backstage at the Stardust Hotel. Just me, him, and his manager. After he did a show, I was opening up for Dice. Dice was doing the show right after Rickles at the Stardust, and I became friendly with his manager. And I go, man, I'd love to meet the guy. He goes, I don't know, let's take a shower. This guy, this is another thing I think is for his class. I don't know if you've ever done this. You ever take a shower after your show in the venue if they have it? No, but I've often wished I did a show like that warranted that. Like maybe I don't want to be all sweaty going back on the private jet or something. Yeah, he took a shower. So which cool. I thought it was the coolest thing. It's like, wait out here, Mr. Rickles is in the shower. Now, I almost thought of just having someone say that before they met me, even if the shower wasn't even there. <laughs> oh man. Isn't that nice? You just doing one show, leaving it all on the line like a like a professional sport. Take a shower, go out for a nice dinner. Yeah, shower, new set of clothes. There's another thing I heard once that if the president of the United States calls you, let's say uh I don't know, you did president calls uh a, a basketball player after a game. You ever, you ever see like it's the president yeah. of the United States. You just won the World Series or something like that. How they lead yeah. into that call is there's a secretary or somebody on the phone that says, um, "Hi, Pete Corielli. Uh We have the president of the United States on the line for you." And you go, oh, "Okay." And then that person says, "The next voice you hear is going to be the president." And then, boom, he comes on. How cool would that be for you if somebody was calling on your behalf for them to say, the next voice you hear is going to be Pete Corielli, and then you fly on the phone? Huh? 
Oh, uh, oh man, I'm just I'm just blown away by all that. Yeah, if that if that's just a nice way to lead into a call. The next voice you hear is going to be Pete, and then that person shuts up, and then you come on. I don't even think I come on right away. Oh, you let him hang. Maybe put maybe a little light drum roll. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Just let it. Let them. Let them just wait. About a minute. The next voice you hear will be Pete Corielli, but I don't know when that'll be. <laughs> but the next voice you hear, holy shit, that's intense, that's man. You're, nice. you're so, cupping the phone. People are walking in the room. You're like, dude, hold on. Obama's coming on. <laughs> oh. Wow. Who? Who? So I met Don Rickles. And so what did you? Carl. What did you say anything to Don Rickles? Oh, I said, hey, I'm a huge fan of yours, and, uh, you know, and he was very mild-mannered, very sweet, very nice, almost shy. Yeah, uh, and, wow. And I didn't know what to say. I was just, you know, I mean, I would have loved to sat there and said, so tell me about Frank. You know, like, how was it hanging out with the Rat Pack? Or give me some stories in the 50s, 60s, when Sinatra used to come see you, and yeah but uh you know i was in there i was very intimidated uh, i was this is young i was about 2003 and i go you mind if i he had a sweater on look like a little grap a sweater a little collar i said you mind if i take a photo he's sitting on a red velvet you know like a red leather couch i sat down i i, I got a photo with him and uh, that was it i didn't want to overstay my welcome yeah Wow, you got a photo with Rickles. Yeah, nice. Photo with Rickles. So that was probably the him and Carlin. And what? Walk, and Car Carlin was just going over his act, like going like, over his act. <laughs> and then I met him. Oh, actually, the uh, the comedy club manager. After I got off stage, I did like uh, ten minutes before him, and I guess they have a TV in the room in the back. And the manager had said, "George Carlin wants to meet you." And I said, "Oh, wow." It's Great. It went back and he said, really, really loved watching your stuff. And uh, I said, thank you very much. I said, huge fan, you know, did, did my whole thing with him. Anytime I meet people like that, I feel like I have to exit real fast for some reason. I feel like I'm like, I got to get out of here. I don't know what, what the hell. I don't even know how uh, it's going to go. I feel like I got to leave. Well, you're trying to be respectful, man, yeah. but that is really cool, man. And then uh, the manager had called me the day after and said, George Carlin would like a copy of your DVD. Wow. Holy that, shit. That was a year before he died. So that was nice. Wow. That is super cool, man. And I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm just saying that because it was cool to hear. Yeah, of course it would be cool to hear. Are you kidding me, man? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Cool that is awesome. So, uh, yeah, how about you? Any any legends? Not, see, like, I, I don't, that's what I'm saying. The legend legends, like, not really. I mean, the closest is Seinfeld, but, you know, I'm saying the older ones, like, I never, you know, like, I saw Cosby filming something once. I was next to Woody Allen on a sidewalk. But none of those legends did I ever really meet. Um, you know, like Louis C.K. has been, uh, you know, good to me and has me open in Seinfeld. And then I met Gary Shanley once, but I don't get that was exciting for me. Um, and, he, and he said, hey, Pete, which was like, dude, we never met before because if we did, I'd fucking remember it. Yeah. Um, 
And Paul Reiser the same night as Gary Shandling, and I, I did a joke to him of his, and he's like, oh, that's funny. I go, that's your joke, dude. You opened with it on the fucking Comedy Central special. But that's the cutoff. That that group, those 80 guys, yeah, those 80s yeah, guys, 80s. you know? I never got to the to the 60s and 70s guys. That's why I'm tempted to go crash uh, Bob Newhart's show. So, yeah, well, there's not many. Like you were saying, there's not really many left of the... What, the 70 and over club? Yeah, like Billy Crystal's another one I'd love to fucking meet. Yeah, Billy Crystal. God, yeah, Joan Rivers. Who else? Robert Klein? Now, see, I've seen Robert Klein perform in the city, and I've chatted with him. Um, and he was very nice at Gotham a few times. But it really wasn't to like, I was more into comedy that I realized what he was to comedy, you know what I yeah. mean? Even like Larry David, I remember when he would come, when he was just doing stand-up, trying to create the first Curb Your Enthusiasm, and he'd come to the show and do stand-up, and he was, you know, you could say hi to him and stuff, but you just thought, you know, it's like, you know, when you meet a guy who wrote for the great show, it's like kind of cool meeting them, but it's not as cool as meeting the star of the show. Yeah. And then, but then Larry David, you know, blew up and became all that other stuff after the fact. Yeah, I think you might have to go and crash the Newhart show. The Dice is huge, too. I mean, you know, when I got to meet Dice on the radio, that was awesome. And when you opened for him, that had to be cool, right? Yeah, well, Dice, I mean, these, again, these are guys in the 80s and uh, legends in their own right from what they did back in, you know, their time. But I'm talking, like, icons of comedy. Oh, I guess when I did, like, um, when I, again, he's an 80s guy. When I did Leno, he chatted for a long time. Which was nice. Mm-hmm. Of course, when they let him in, he just shakes your hand. Yeah. But but again, man, even those guys, they're not the old old timers. How about Roseanne? You ever ever meet Roseanne? Mm, uh, no, I've been on the same show with her, but never, never met her. Never met her. You? Nah, I don't. No, I don't think I have. No. So. Degenerous. No, never met her, never seen her or anything. How about you? Never. How about Whoopi? Never. How about Rosie? Never. Rosie, I, I did a game show with. That was on, on uh, when she had her radio show. Me and Brewer went on with her and her friend Lou set it up. She was mm. actually really nice. Yeah. yeah. Well. So, dude, in closing, in closing... Um, this Halloween, you know, I set it up so I can be home, and I'm looking forward to going with my daughter trick-or-treating, right? Now, mm. Jackie, yesterday we were in the store, and she's like, oh, we got to figure out what we're wearing. And I'm like, I'm not wearing a costume to trick-or-treat with my daughter. And I go, I get it if you wear a witch hat or something, but I'm not. And she's like, yes, you are. I'm like, I don't think I am. What's your take on that, bro? Uh, Do you think uh, I'm right with you. you. You are a grown man. I'm, I'm pulling the wagon. I'm pulling the wagon. You'll pull the wagon. I, I, you know what? I, I question even going on the damn trick or treat run. Oh, what are you out of your mind, bro? What are you crazy? I fucking took off for this. I can't wait. Oh man, wait till you have a kid. You really don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> as far as dressing up for that, I, I can't see it. I mean, I could see why Jackie wants you to, and maybe, you know, maybe you put a hat on or something, but. I mean, come on. I, I've seen grown men out there in the wagon dressed as Super Mario, brother. You know, like it's the Super Mario, the f- full outfit the guy's got on. 
Yeah, I'm not my daughter's best friend. We're not going as a as a as a duo. All yeah. right, I'm I'm your dad. I'm pulling the wagon. So, uh, all right, where are you where are you playing? All right, this is the story. We got Brea Improv, September 11th through the 13th. After that, I'm hitting uh, Buffalo Helium, and then after that, Dallas, Texas at the improv so brea buffalo and dallas check sebastianlive.com got some new and interesting things going on there uh coming up so i'm gonna do a little revamp on the website and a little bit more interactive um and uh, that's that's what's going on on my end where are you at uh okay i'll be at hilarities the same september 11 12 13 i'm looking forward to it cleveland cleveland Hilarities Comedy Club. I can't wait to meet Nick, man. For those of you in Cleveland that haven't been to that club, I highly recommend you go see Pete. And after you see Pete, shake his hand after the show, and then go and meet Nick, the owner. This guy... Listen, I'm going to predict something. After you leave there, you're going to feel like you have a second father. I hope Nick feels that way about me, man. I'm looking forward to meeting this guy big yeah. time. So and where then you after Tampa? Then the next, or no, that's Cleveland. Cleveland. <clears throat> then the weekend after that, I'll be at Comics at Foxwoods Casino in Connecticut. And then the weekend after that, I'll be at the Funny Bone in Cincinnati, Ohio. So nice. and, and listen, go to uh, at my Corielli. That's my Twitter feed. At my Corielli. And, uh, yeah, tweet me up, man. I'm getting into the Twitter big time. And we'll have more news with this show. Dude, we're taking this to another level. We need to refocus and keep this puppy going. It's up. It's running. We are back. We will see you guys next week. And if you got some time, we should hit, like, another. either if you want to cast, grab a beer while you're in town, let me know. Absolutely, man. I will definitely do that. All right, man. All right. Talk to you. Good hang. Take care. The show has ended. I had cut off jeans with a belt. God, take the leather belt <laughs> off in the water. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 